All right, welcome is indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, me and me, all right? Me, myself, and I. Top story of the day, Killer Mike, the big homie, friend, sweeps the Grammy Awards. An overzealous security guard attempted, according to the narrative, to ruin the night. I will give you the details. Let's start with what the headline should read primarily. Let's put them up full mass. This is one of the most historical award nights, not only for Killer Mike, not only for the city of Atlanta, but also for hip hop in general. After five hours, about five hours, he was detained and arrested on a misdemeanor battery charge by the Los Angeles police on Sunday. But see, he won three Grammys. This was in the pre-show earlier in the afternoon. He has been released. More about that in a moment. Killer Mike won three awards in quick succession. Best rap album for his album, Michael. And best rap song and best rap performance for his track scientists and engineers. Featuring Andre 3000, Future, and Kane. Render, aka Killer Mike, was celebrating just before he was detained. The only thing that limits your age is not being truthful about your age or what you're doing. He said backstage, quote, at 20 years old, I thought it was cool to be a drug dealer, he added. At 40, I started to live with the regrets and the things I've done. At 45, I started to rap about it. At 48, I stand here as a man full of empathy and sympathy for the things I've done. When he collected his third award, the Atlanta-based rapper shouted out, sweep Atlanta, it's a sweep. All the people out there that think you get too old to rap, BS, he said during the pre-telecast. He doesn't care. He said using an expletive, if you're 78 rapping about how many gals you got in the nursing home, make sure we keep hip hop alive. A representative for the rapper and businessman has yet to respond to requests for comment. Uh, Members of his team at the Grammys declined to comment when approached by the Hollywood Reporter. Now, there's some updated context here. LAPD has now responded, and the attorney, the attorney of Killer Mike responded and basically said, listen, um, it's a big nothing burger. He's going to enjoy his victory and have a good time tonight. Um, LAPD, they describe basically the facts according to them around the case. And it sounds as if this was an overzealous security guard at the Grammys. That's what it sounds like. When I first heard this story, I, because I covered it on my radio show this morning, first of all, I know the character of Killer Mike. All of us know the character of Killer Mike. He's a good man. He's a righteous brother. Um, if for some reason there was a physical altercation, the automatic assumption that I would have is that the person he's in an altercation with deserved it. Number one, that's just me being 100% honest about my opinion. Number two, the reality of a Killer Mike being arrested for something at the Grammys is indicative of, in my opinion, of someone trying to 
exert an influence because they feel offended. Now, once again, it has been noted that this was over an altercation with an overzealous security guard. Let that not overshadow the reality of what Killer Mike has done, not because of the Grammys, but because of how he got there. He's a social activist, a political activist, a progressive, and yes, controversial. He says the truth. Typically, people who tell the truth, they don't win Grammys. He goes against industry. He's been adversarial to the notion of the industry itself. He's talked about it in full detail. Something more personal, about a month and a half ago, Killer Mike and I, we were at a juvenile detention center, bringing in a new program to help secure children when they are released. It's a reentry program that allows them to learn culinary arts as well as go to school and have a place to live. You know why you don't see a picture about that on his profile of mine? You know why there is no video of it? Because everything we do, we don't put out in the forefront. See, I know the character of Killer Mike. I'm proud of Killer Mike. And I'm thankful that he continues to represent Atlanta and by extension, truly all of us very well. Have fun tonight, dear brother. School teacher, all right? Let's put her up full mass. She has been alleged to have inappropriate messages sent to kids. Former school worker sent inappropriate messages to a minor, according to the report. Her name is Sue Ann Osh, a former middle school employee in Michigan. She is now under arrest on accusations that she sent inappropriate messages to a minor over text and social media, according to the authorities. Sue Ann from Kalkaska, Michigan, has been charged with accosting children for moral purposes, online court records show. She's 79 years of age. She's damn near 80. First of all, who in the hell taught you how to use Snapchat? Okay, she's 80 years old. There's more. The 79 year old woman was reported to authorities in September for allegedly sending inappropriate messages to a minor via text and Snapchat. The Michigan State Police told people in a statement. The alleged victim knew, knew the teacher, Miss Osh, and was interviewed after the teacher was reported, authorities said in the statement. During a search of her home, authorities secured multiple electronic devices for analysis per the statement. Police issued a felony warrant for the teacher on the 8th of January, and upon learning about it, Miss Osh turned herself in. The teacher is a former employee of the public school system, retired in September. The district superintendent, Rick Hotmeyer, told WPBN News. She worked as a paraprofessional at the middle school, he told the outlet. Her bond was set at a whopping $5,000 per police. It wasn't immediately clear if she has entered a plea. Attorney information was not available in the online records. Put, put, put the picture up again. Okay. All right. So I don't know what twist, what turn this story is going to go down. 
But I will say this, typically, if you're dealing with a normative personality of predatory behavior, this is not the only victim or the first victim, whoever the alleged victim is currently. So I do hope the school system takes it seriously. I understand that she is up in age. That does not matter. That could simply mean she's just gotten away with it for a very long time. And it is up to the authorities to check to make sure there are no victims during her journey in the school system in particular. And hopefully we'll be able to bring you an update very soon. This is a reminder to all parents. Once again, monsters can come in all shapes and sizes. A cop convicted of shooting someone during a traffic stop, put him up full mass. Unbelievable. A cop has been convicted for firing a gun at a motorist during a stop. You see that guy? He's a police sergeant in Chester County, Pennsylvania. He was convicted by a jury for reckless endangerment of another person. Anthony Sperano, 55 years of age, of the West Con Police Department, fired his weapon during a November 10th, 2021 traffic stop when the woman drove off. The officer, Sperano, is convicted of both reckless endangerment of another person and the propulsion of missiles, <laughs> missiles into an occupied vehicle. Both are actually misdemeanors, believe it or not. He was found not guilty of simple assault. Now, um, I didn't know that shooting at somebody uh, is a misdemeanor offense, but obviously in that jurisdiction for the code they utilize, it is. There's more. According to the court documents, ABC6 and Fox 29, Takesha Landry, who lives in North Carolina, was driving near Compass, Compass Road and West Kings Highway when the officer pulled her over for turning left at a red light. Quote, I'm still suffering, said Laundry of the incident. Laundry says she was afraid because she was in an unfamiliar area on a dark road. So she started recording with her phone. Immediately, when he snatched the camera out of my hand, that's when I drove away and he shot me immediately shot at me immediately. She's a 43-year-old mother of three. At that time, authorities said Sergeant Saparano fired one round from his service weapon into the car, striking the rear driver's side window and causing the glass to shatter inside the car. The sergeant then pursued the driver in the patrol car, took her into custody after she stopped a few minutes later. Now, what does that sound like? If you're shooting at somebody and they are not threatening you and they don't seem to pose an imminent threat to anybody else. They're just afraid of you. Well, it sounds like you're trying to kill them. He gets charged and convicted of a misdemeanor for literally trying to kill someone. Um, that gunshot did not seem to be a warning shot. He could have hit her and killed her, all right? There's more. In a statement, at the time, the now former DA, um, Deborah Ryan said, and I quote, no one is above the law. Every day we hold our law enforcement officers to the highest standards and expect them to always honor the value of human life above all else. They have a duty to attempt to de-escalate potentially volatile situations and to never engage in the use of excessive force. The use of deadly force in this case was not justified in any way. Now, 
I want you to just stop there. You heard what the DA said, right? The DA said the use of deadly force, full stop. Madam DA, I know you're the former DA now, but let me ask you a question because this case was in your lap. How is it that we go from the use of deadly force to a misdemeanor? How do we go from the use of deadly force, which you articulated properly, to the charging of a misdemeanor? If he used deadly force, are we rewarding him because it did not work? Because the use of deadly force, that's an attempt, meaning attempted murder, attempted manslaughter. Choose your flavor, madam. But it's contrary to the actual charge of endangerment. Because endangerment is a significantly lower classification of law. Endangerment can mean many things. Hell, you can endanger somebody just by going over the speed limit. That's why it's considered a misdemeanor. Your office decided to charge this guy with something that nobody else would have been charged with if they did the exact same thing. And even based on your words, you believe that it was in fact deadly force. There's more. Um, on Friday, the current DA, Christopher L.D. Sorobe, reiterated Ryan's sentiments. I want to thank the jury for their work on this difficult trial. This case shows that the Chester County DA's office and law enforcement are committed to applying the law evenly to all citizens, even police officers. Uh, the ju judge overseeing the case has not set a date for the sentencing as of yet. Uh, but remember, uh, the sentencing can be Basically, probation, all right? Because nothing happened here in the conviction but a misdemeanor. Okay, we'll give you updates as, as they come. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Thank you for joining as always. Um, let me first remind everyone about membership. Membership is important because it's the oil. That keeps the engine running. You are part of that process. Um, you can continue supporting TYT with becoming a member. TYT.com slash join. TYT.com slash join. The media landscape is shifting in a very dangerous direction. You see it, I see it. We've seen it for a long time. Supporting shows like this and others on the TYT network makes all the difference in the world. You can join now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can just hit the join button and you can become a member, help continue pushing the narrative of truth. All right. Uh, and you can also take us on the go. Um, no interruptions. Subscribe to our network at apple.co slash TYT to listen ad free. You can do that as well. All right. We'd love to have you. Okay, Wolf Dragon Donna, congratulations, Killer Mike. You're a hero and we appreciate you. That's right. Um, Cats and Dragon, I live in Chester County. What an embarrassment for law enforcement. Yep. Um, David Morris, Kid Rock should be addressed for being Kid Rock. There you go. Tyler Hackner, member for 16 months. Thank you for that continued support. Um, LMO, this took away from his highly deserved win. Uh, Ron Moore, damn doc, going for the juggler. Um, talking about the inappropriate messages. Not the juggler. I mean, she may have been a pedophile, you know? 
for a long time. David Morris, the kid made the mistake of saying her coat was nice. <laughs> that, that was the opening, I hope not. Uh, G Martinez, the lack of integrity amongst law enforcement agents and the apparent corruption that goes unchecked in jurisdictions where the rules seem irrelevant annoy me. Their deceptive statements persist. Uh, I'm talking about the, the cop who decided to fire a gun at a traffic stop. All right, and thank you for this. Um, stoned at the Bone Dragon was gifted a membership by James Thompson. James Thompson, once again, James Moneybag Thompson, obviously. Uh, we appreciate your continued support. Also, James Thompson has blessed a lot of people. XOXO Bob, Lucifer the Wolf, Bad Lefty LaShondra Plunkett, James White, Kendrick Simmons, Jenna X-Ray Dragon, Casey Thiessen, I think, Charlie Brown. Uh, welcome, 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 and thank you to James, James Thompson. And James Thompson, who's been a member for 18 months. I'm a fan, Doc, since the drag is near, uh, since the drag is near pandemic times. My mother's 93 and on hospice here at home. I've been here since I worked the Gulf Oil Spiel. Well, God bless you for being a, a dutiful and great, 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 great child uh, to your mother. All right, my positive. Um, vibrations and my faith connects to you, all right? Thank you for all you do, man. And tell your mother I say hello, okay? Hang in there. Twitch, I agree. Uh, late underscore bloomer 66, uh, damn so effing proud of Killer Mike and mm, LAPD. Yeah, the, we, had, we had to take that out, right? All right, is this, I think, Hootney? Like really, they could not have handled this before. Come on, you know. And and here's the insanity, right? It's the Grammys, and I made this point on my radio show this morning. You know, Killer Mike is not Hollywood. He's not Hollywood. If he was Hollywood, he would have gotten away with it. Kind of like Will Smith, who slapped a whole human being in front of international television. This didn't happen behind stage, and that wasn't a security guard. Chris uh, Chris Rock is not a security guard. This is a whole performer who's hosting the program, right? Um, Will Smith got to sit back. He got to sit back down. No issue. No security guard. No nothing. No arrest. No arrest report. Um, you know Hollywood. Will Smith is Hollywood. Okay. Uh, former school teacher. Uh, melanin. Melanin be popping dragon. There's a kid out there who's scarred for life. Uh, talking about the um, elderly woman. Agreed. Um, cop. Yep. All right. So blazer monkey. Uh, there are no warning shots of police. That's right. It, they used to actually do that. That used to be a thing years ago. They used to be able to fire a shot in the air. All right. They obviously they made that illegal. Bullets came down to actually kill people. Okay, that's something for you, ladies and gentlemen. I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? The- you're, you're I feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Stone Mountain, Georgia. It's worth a billion dollars. That's what a be. So you can 
shove this all up your granite ass, honey. God bless America. Yeah. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands. One you nation. You didn't know you were going to be God. entertained so much. This is my favorite call so like, take your, like, take, take your time, yeah. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her from the left of the flight from above. Now watch I carry this, this note right here. Here it is. They're gonna do oh! that. Honestly. <laughs> we having fun today? <laughs> you ever been to Mount Rushmore? No, ignoramus. You ever been to Sturgis? No, ignoramus. You ever been on the tail of the dragon? No, ignoramus. <laughs> and I got a lot of Harley friends. They're gonna kick your ass sideways along with every American trucker, bitch. You guys are getting a good tip for me. Come and see me when we're done with this. Wow, put it up full mass. What is this about? Ladies and gentlemen, I've watched it multiple times, I cannot tell you. At one point, I thought it was about her stepping, stepping in some, you know, some dog stuff. Then I said, no, this may be about someone having a sign or a bumper sticker on their car. Then I said, well, maybe it's about a protest. That's happening in the vicinity. But what she says, she owns Stone Mountain Park, which she does not. When she said her family owns Stone Mountain Park, I understood this was likely about pure racism. Let me tell you why. Stone Mountain Park, Georgia. Stone Mountain Park is a place I refuse to go. If there's a banquet there, a conference there, I will not go. My answer is no. Stone Mountain is considered to be an amusement park in Georgia. However, that amusement park is really an honor to the Confederates. You have Confederate war generals carved on the side of the mountain. By the way, none of these Confederates are from Georgia, okay? So it is a big honor to racism. So all of the um, Sons of the Confederate, they meet there. They have their picnics, etc. All of the um, members of far right wing groups, when they have their conferences, they will meet at Stone Mountain Park. And according to the narrative, that place, Stone Mountain Park, well, that's where the first Klan meeting was held in that general area. So when she referenced Stone Mountain, it gave me the rest of the story. All right, um, hopefully this Karen does get help. Um, family, I'm sure she's related to somebody who will claim a um, sample intervention, all right? A baseball coach possibly infects a minor with HIV, put him up full mass. According to an affidavit cited by local outlet K. F-O-R, this is in Oklahoma City, 39-year-old named Donovan Scott Shepard, a youth baseball coach, is facing at least seven felony charges after being caught allegedly sexually assaulting a 12-year-old child, 12-year-old girl. He was caught by the child's mother, according to the allegation. 
One charge stemming from Shepard telling officials that he was in fact HIV positive. According to those records, Shepard had to be picked up by the woman with whom he was living after he gotten into a fight at a bar in a nearby, in nearby Moore, Oklahoma. This was on the 13th of January. The woman then went to bed in her Southwest Oklahoma City home, but found Shepard sexually assaulting the girl, her daughter, when she woke up. You see, this is why I say you cannot be too careful as a parent. Doesn't mean you may be wrong on some people. Yes, that does mean you may be wrong about some people, all right? Deal with that. But she trusted him, the mother trusted him, brought him to the home. Woke up and found him on top of her daughter. All right, there's more. She held Shepard at gunpoint when she saw this. She held him at gunpoint until the police arrived. They arrested him. I would have shot him. They arrested him. The young girl told police that Shepard had assaulted her. Multiple times previously, the Kansas City Star reported that Shepard told police he did not wear a condom when he assaulted the victim. He was charged with three counts of first degree sexual assault of a minor under the age of 14. But Fox News reported that the girl said he sexually assaulted her six other times while she was 11 and 12 years old, including one time on her 12th birthday. Other sources said that she had been assaulted a total of six times, and not six additional times. Shepard is currently in Cleveland County Jail facing charges, blue molestation, sexual assault by instrumentation, exposing others to AIDS, pattern of criminal offenses, and aforementioned three charges first of first degree sexual assault. His bond is set for $500,000. That's according to KFOR, said citing unspecified records. Fox reported that Shepard coached a youth baseball team called the Oklahoma Aftermath and had done so for the last several years. Now, put up his picture again. Okay. So, you know, the stats are very clear. Uh, individuals, like this, they, they're they not one-offs. They don't simply get caught first time they do something this extreme and evil. There are likely other victims. Um, this individual was employed in a position of public trust so that young people could not only trust them, but he could have access to them. Something once again in the psychology of this madness. Monsters come in all shapes and sizes, all right? Be vigilant um, to the parents, be vigilant. Um, Sharon, um, I have a daughter, you have a daughter. Um, if he's on top of my daughter, I shoot him, ask questions completely later. He's able to defend himself in the court of law, he was arrested. Um, and uh, hopefully justice will be served, but the damage that has been done has been done. Yeah, to hell with him. 
And I was thinking the same thing, mm. Dr. Ritchie. And um, let me say this, I don't even know why there's a $500,000 bond. Right, why would you even give this guy a bond? He's effectively killed this child's spirit, right? I mean, he's yeah. killed her spirit. Who wants to celebrate any birthday? Now we've got to put the pieces back together, if they ever can, with this child in society. And I don't blame mothers, I try not to. But this is why I just, I, I was always right on top of it. And even yep. if it seemed discriminatory, I'm only gonna have certain people around my child and she's gonna tell me things. I hope that this can be repaired some kind of way, but the hell with him. Right, and pray that the child doesn't have the disease. Yep. Um, that, that, that part, like you give someone bond and he says he's actively going around trying to mm -hmm. kill children. Wow. All right. And we'll while be the good. mother's home, she was home. The mother's That's home. how yep. brazen. So you're right. There's other victims. That's right. I know there are. That's something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Public free conversation. There's a sign that says it's coming out. She's aware of how the word is like. I know she just. She didn't answer your question. You know, but if you have a sign, I want to. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It does not say that. I want my people to be free. No, I want my people to be free. I'm calling the police. There's no need to. If she doesn't switch that up, I'm calling the police right now. Me, I'm calling. I'm calling. Unfortunately, she can do that. She cannot do that. I'm calling the police right now. You approached me. I want to blow up this coffee shop and I'm Do I have that here? That doesn't say that. I want my people to be freed. Well, I would take that off. I'm not taking anything off. This is a free country. She is taking that down. I'm not taking this down. This is not illegal. Wow. Put up the picture full mass. This individual, this male Karen, was so angry because someone had a free Gaza sticker. Free Gaza. And instead of allowing a person to, I don't know, exercise their constitutional right of expression, he decided to try and restrict their constitutional right in the name of his own belief system. This is the problem, this is the challenge that we are having more and more of. You see, rights are a two-way street. When you have them, you also have to respect them. Free Gaza may not be your cup of tea, sir. It may not be what you agree with. Why? I have no idea, but that's your prerogative. But to then try to make somebody take something off or take something down or maybe even change clothes because you don't like what they represent, that's adversarial and antithetical to the notion of a free democracy. But see, I'm learning that people like him, they don't really want a democracy. I don't think they ever did. I think they want a democracy in disguise only. But de facto or culturally, they would like a dominant ideology. 
one that dominant ideology has now been challenged because of free speech, because of freedom of assembly. That ideology has now been challenged. It is no longer the mainstream ideology it used to be. All of a sudden now the rules are changing. You see them ignoring the constitution, not quoting it. You see them being adverse to law, not standing behind it. You see this personality has been there since day one. It wasn't until the power structure started to shake a little bit, not even tumble, but just vibrate a little bit. As soon as they felt threatened by narratives that did not fit their historical indoctrination, all of a sudden, all of the rules they told you they follow, they no longer follow. And they're not even coming up with decent excuses as to why they're not following their own laws. Hell of a thing. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Still got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the next TOT reporter. They can recite the anthem like all the third graders in this country. Yay for you. Cray Cray Souffle. Uh, the West was deep fried, done with this Karen. <laughs> All right, um, dragons don't know I'm not real bacon. It is amazing that two little words that everyone should agree with can trigger such vitriol. That's right, that's right. David Morris, step aside, Statue of Liberty, America has a new symbol. <laughs> and Bespera, pretty sure a scarf is against flag code, it is. Metalhead Game of Dragon, that guy needs some education. The free Gaza, yeah. And Neil Mick, so angry, the haters shaking. And uh, Layman underscore Shaman. I I love how she quotes the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation, uh, indivisible. Yet I bet bet she wants to succeed. Um, So dumb. They will say, yes, we should have the right to succeed, even though it's contrary to the Constitution. And I agree, Robo Blake, legendary Karen there. She would carrying it a long time. You can definitely tell OG Karen status. Okay, we have an indisputable exclusive. This is one of those stories that will make your blood boil and have you wondering why are we so heartless in this nation. Let's put up the picture for a mask. Alabama family is homeless due to an eviction, the family in Mobile, Alabama were evicted after allegedly making attempts, multiple attempts at settling the debt owed. Dorothy Gaines on the right reached out to us to convey the struggle that her granddaughter Taylor and her daughter-in-law Mary Helmick have been going through with the apartment management. And place apartments is where Mary and Taylor lived prior to their eviction in January. The complex evicted the family due to non-payment after Mary had to assist her granddaughter with a recurring medical issue. Life happens and life was lifing at this time. According to Dorothy Gaines, her grandmother Taylor in late June of 2023, Taylor started to experience severe mental health episodes 
that would require constant supervision. These episodes would also cause Taylor to be hospitalized for weeks at a time. Taylor lived in a single income household with her mother, Mary, who would have have to take unpaid time off from work in order to accompany her daughter to her trips to the hospital. Thus, Mary's income was adversely affected as a result of this. She had to be the caregiver. Dorothy would further elaborate on how Mary would assist Taylor during an interview. So basically, um, it wasn't just taken to the hospital. She would have to accompany her for long periods of time. It's not all the time like it's in the hospital, but you have never seen a person with these. I don't know if you have, but it's the thing where you have to watch them and it affects the person that's with them because you got to be alert. And a lot of times that she had to sleep in the living room because they want her to go out. They don't want her to go out the door, I believe that's what it means. Um, It's just things that brought on a lot of stuff and a lot of stress. After getting behind on bills on August 15th, Mayor was served an eviction notice. Dorothy claims that she, uh, that the same day, her daughter-in-law's vehicle was also repossessed. That is the document for non-payment. It was at that point where Dorothy found out about their financial troubles and tried to give aid. So Dorothy told us, quote, when I talked to management, I said, I want to pay the money. She said, I would have to talk to the attorney. She gave me the attorney's name and phone number, and I called the attorney. I said, I'm trying to get up the money, the amount of money. I want the I want the amount of money so I can get the people that they are willing to pay her rent because it's all because of my granddaughter being sick. So she's attempting to make a good faith payment. The attorney, quote, the attorney told me that he had to get in touch with his client and find out how much the money would be if they was willing to take the money. I kept waiting on him to get back with me, but in turn, her mother, which is my daughter-in-law, had told him because she wasn't able to talk to anybody, she gave everybody my name and number that I could handle the business for her. So Dorothy would reach out for aid to help settle the daughter-in-law's debt. Quote, I reached out to the city of Mobile. I reached out to our councilman here because he said the city of Mobile had money to help. He kept waiting on me to get back with him to let him know the amount. Mobile Community Action had money to help another uh, help another organization. Taylor and I are the member. Um, where we go. It's called the National Council for Women. And I reached out to a guy that a relative, a relative guy that plays pro football. So all these people, they were waiting, willing to help stop this problem. But we kept waiting for the amount, meaning the apartment complex is supposed to cite how much is owed and how much is owed will then be paid. Multiple groups are saying, I will pay, I will pay, I will pay, I will pay. The initial conversation with management according to the story was, hey, we understand you want to pay. You simply have to call the attorney and go through the attorney. That's already odd, by the way. Okay, so um, let's put it up. So Dorothy had advocated for the family by obtaining letters of support also, both from the hospital, Taylor had received treatment, as well as the center of fair 
housing. After they looked into it, they agreed. They agreed. The family deserves a break. Allow them to affix a remedy to this problem. Okay, don't evict them. After a period of waiting, the lawyer informed them that his client did not want the money. Nope, don't want it. And wanted to pursue the eviction. So the case went to court October 12th. The judge eventually sided with the apartment complex and Mayor her daughter were ordered to vacate on January 1st. That is your district court of Mobile order. That's Alabama. According to the court documents, District Judge Jennifer Wright oversaw the case. That is Judge Wright who oversaw this eviction case. Since the eviction, a GoFundMe has been started to help support them through this time. Per the GoFundMe, Taylor's a senior in high school and has already been accepted to the University of South Alabama, but she still needs to graduate this year. Her bright future is threatened because of the eviction and the instability it has created in her life. I want you to help Dorothy Gaines and the family avoid homelessness. Um, this never should have happened. Once they had the money, once organizations were willing to step in, once there was an actual narrative understood by everybody, you come back to the table, reassess and say, you know what? We're gonna accept the money. We're gonna move forward together, we're gonna work this out. You can't be that heartless. Let's put up the GoFundMe again. Now, because of the heartlessness, seemingly heartlessness of this apartment complex and management company, um, we have to do this story. Um, please make sure you donate if you can to stabilize this family. So Ann's Place, that's the name of the complex. They have not responded to our request for comments at this time. According to Hollywood's website, Holly Hands um, website, Ann's Place is currently listed as one of their property offerings, all right? Um, we're just waiting for somebody to get back in touch with us to give us a statement or possibly an update. Uh, but in the meantime, we are going to ask the village, that's you, um, to do what you can to help this family who will provide the update very soon, all right? A bunch of biggest decide to start a, a brawl after mocking a black teenager. Here's the video. The picture full mass. Let me give you the background to this insanity. So, bigots incite a brawl after mocking a black teenage. Authorities have arrested 52 year old Chucky Hartwick, 33 year old Kelly Kennedy, and 62 year old Michael Kennedy on several charges, including battery, aggravated assault, and disorderly conduct for their involvement in the assault that took place Saturday, January 6th, outside of Maley's 
Arcade in Conway, Arkansas. All three have bonded out and are due back in court in March. Now, NAACP leaders want authorities to tack on hate crime charges to the list of misdemeanors and felonies that these three face for their roles in the, in the massive brawl that broke out after they reportedly mocked a black teenager. All three individuals reported, reportedly instigated the entire fight that authorities estimated up to 30 people joined, up to 30, all right? Some teenagers came to the teen's defense and before long, someone started hurling racial slurs and the altercation escalated into physical fighting. One cell phone video shows a teenager backing away from a man who shoves, who starts shoving the teen. Several videos on social media show the aftermath of the fight and the police response, including one video that showed Michael Kennedy with a bloody face and Kelly Kennedy next to him screaming the N-word and other racist obscenities. The Faulkner County Prosecutor's Office said moments before the fight, the group of adults started mocking a black teen outside who had his hands tucked into his pants to keep warm. Kelly can be seen on video still mocking the teen after the fight. Several people were injured, but police records revealed one of the teens, a 16-year-old high schooler, suffered severe lacerations to his lip that reportedly required 12 stitches. A GoFundMe fundraiser has been set up for his family to help pay for legal and medical expenses, as well as trauma counseling. If you can help, we ask that you do so. The family also stated on GoFundMe, the attack was started by three men and two women. One of the men, Michael Kennedy, even had a knife and another had a metal pole. Conway PD were photographed holding the pole used as a weapon laughing. Local NAACP leaders and many members of the Conway community met with city leaders days after the fight to discuss the incident and racial animosity surrounding it. The county NAACP sent a statement to Atlanta Black Star on Thursday saying they're urging authorities to charge all three of the individuals who were arrested with a hate crime. I want you to join the local NAACP in that effort that these individuals should be charged with a hate crime. Why is that important? It's important because it gives the prosecution the necessary leverage, the tool of leverage in order to make examples out of criminals like this. If you're willing to say racist things against children and then engage in physical combat with weapons against a child, you should be made an example of. I can think of no better. No better person or people than a group like that. In order for this to happen, obviously, some level of political pressure needs to be applied. That's why the NAACP is calling on leaders to do just that, apply the pressure. And I'm calling on everyone who sees this, apply the pressure. Make sure these individuals are charged as they should be. We'll bring you updates as they come, all right? Okay, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read a few of these comments and let me remind everyone about membership. Make sure you join. We would love for you to join. If you're watching on YouTube, just hit that join button and you can become part of supporting even more so 
the platforms of truth. Um, all right, uh, next to you, what your report says, I read on Facebook about someone in my area being evicted during a giant ice storm we had. I called my representative and said, I want a law against evicting people when it is freezing outside. It's actually a very good law. Um, good thinking. I'm glad you did that. Craig Cray Souffle, uh, those three stooges deserve all those bumps and bruises. <laughs> Sounds like they started it. All right, you, you can't start it and then say, oh, 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 no, no, self defense, unless you're Kyle Rittenhouse, obviously. All right, Craig Cray, Craig Cray Souffle, thank you for that. Um, the Jack, thank you, The Jack. Um, looks like there's no price on racist Shodan fraud. Yeah. That Donald James X. I hope they get what they need. That's a terrible story and happens more often than we know. Talking about uh, the eviction. Um, and I agree. Uh, thank you again to Jack. The guy hid his knife in Karen's back pocket. <laughs> right. What if I told you that police assault a woman who's handcuffed in the hospital, in a hospital bed? You will say, no way. Not inside of the hospital, in the hospital bed. Uh, let me take you to the video. I worked it out too. We're going to go ahead and take you to CT. You don't need to get undressed. I'm fine now that a female officer is here. We're good. Perfect. We're not taking her to CT for anything. All I need her is cleared for incarceration. She went to jail. We understand, but that's the position order. Yeah. I'm going to give you the background as to what you just saw. Let's put it at full mass. According to a lawsuit filed on February 1st, a California woman named Malia Ashad was in attendance at a county superior court hearing August 9th, 2022. When a woman, Ashad, had a restraining order against attacked her and repeatedly hit Ashad in the head and face with a cell phone and her fist. Ashad grabbed the woman's hair in an attempt of self-defense and stopped the assault before sheriff's deputies intervened. The lawsuit, however, is filed against the Alameda County Sheriff's Department and several deputies who beat Ashad as she awaited a CT scan in the emergency room in San, uh, in San Lindro, California. Ashad was initially relieved that two deputies, Ryan Connolly and Colin Linahan, stepped in to rescue her. But they handcuffed her instead and caused her to hit her head on a table and temporarily lose consciousness. 
as she lay lifeless on the floor, bleeding from her head and wrist. The complaint reads, one of the attorneys, Angel Alexander, told the Sacramento Bee that Ashad's relief quickly turned into confusion and panic when she was treated as an assailant rather than instead of a victim. During their initial contact with Mr. Shah, sheriff's deputies hit her twice in the head, causing Mr. Shah to fall and strike her head on the table, seize and temporarily lose consciousness, her attorneys wrote. Deputy Matthew Simon reportedly made no attempt to help Ashad and performed a pat down search as she lay bleeding on the floor, she says. The claim further alleges that another deputy, Sergeant Ruth Jones, later told Ashad she was under arrest for assault despite the woman who attacked Ashad admitting she beat her. However, after the paramedics arrived on the scene, they said Ashad needed to go to the ER. Ashad, who was taken to the emergency room at the Kaiser Permanente San Leandro Medical Center and the on-staff ER physician determined that she needed a CT scan to rule out brain damage. However, Jones, who was named in a lawsuit, objected and overruled the physician and ordered Ms. Ashad to be removed from the hospital without a CT scan being taken, the attorney's state. Quote, you're not taking her to CT, said Jones. We just need her clear for incarceration, end quote. Ashad was shackled to the bed and began to protest after being told she needed a CT scan but would not be treated. The deputy, Deputy Hayer, then grabbed Ashad by the throat and viciously pinned her to the hospital bed while the other cops savagely punched her in the head, causing her to lose consciousness once again, Ashad says. After Ashad regained consciousness, Lena Hahn punched her again in an apparent fit of rage as she tried to remove her legs from his grip while she was in a wheelchair. The hit knocked over the wheelchair and sent a shod onto the floor where her head was hit again. One of the deputies is heard on his body camera screaming, don't you dare. And then the other cop put his foot on her back despite her losing consciousness again. And she was transported to the Santa Rita jail. Quote, Instead of working to ensure she got the medical care she deserved and was entitled to, the male deputies attacked Miss Ashad again by punching her in the head, grabbing her by the throat and slamming her onto the hospital bed, causing her to lose consciousness a second time, reads the lawsuit. At the end of the ordeal, Miss Ashad was left in debilitating, was left in debilitating head and body pain with lacerations on her wrist and a boot print on her back. Perhaps most significantly, she was taken to jail without receiving a CT scan. Ryan Connolly, Colin Lihana, Robin Durple, Hare, Ruth Jones, and Matthew Simon, all named in the lawsuit with the Alameda Sheriff's Office. The agency's chief executive officer is Sheriff Coroner Sanchez, buck stops with you, or does it? We shall see. The Alameda County Sheriff's Office released a statement claiming that the video does not depict the entire story. Quote, 
The release clips are limited and skewed depiction of the incident and do not represent the totality of what occurred. Beyond stating that the complaint received appropriate medical treatment during that incident, the Alameda County Sheriff's Office must reserve further comment on a lawsuit for which we have not received service. Uh, lawsuit is coming, lawsuit is coming. Now, Sheriff, you know good and damn well, these individuals treated this woman in a way that is horrific, in a way that is adversarial to the training they receive or what you have said law enforcement is about. Put up the sheriff one more time. Sheriff, I wanna ask you a direct question. Whenever your people get this segment to you, would you have the same feeling if what happened to this woman happened to your sister or to your mother or to your daughter? Of course not. Your sentiment would be completely opposite of this statement. It takes a certain person to lead with heart rather than with industry first. I'm encouraging you to lead with heart, do the right thing. You know the bad apples that are among you. We'll bring you updates as they develop. All right, I got a question for you. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. I think that the border problem is a serious problem, dude. I think that soon it's going to be the Hunger Games type issue, you know what I mean? But what would you like to see happen down there? I would like to see Trump get into office and eliminate the presidency. Simple as that. There shouldn't even be a president. Our company shouldn't be a corporation. Our our country, my bad, shouldn't be a corporation. Simple as that. And there's a lot of pe- evil people ruling this but world. But he, he's running for the presidency. Doubt, yes. Doubtful he'll eliminate the presidency, right? I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he does because our forefathers didn't. They wanted as little government as possible for a reason. Wow. Uh, God bless Mr. Shore for going to the lion's den and getting this amazing content. Put it up full mass. Um, so his theory is if he votes for Donald Trump, Donald Trump will hopefully eliminate the job, the position of presidency. And here's the ironic thing. The fella is kind of correct. Uh, Donald Trump has no plan on being president of the United States. He wants to be king of the connected states. He wants to be a dictator of what used to be the United States of America. That's what he wants to do. That's the position he would prefer to have. And so in a, in a, in a way, he's actually correct that Donald Trump is going to get rid of the presidency as we know it. Does that mean he has less power? Of course not. He wants more power. He wants more power. He wants more money and he wants more leverage to never be prosecuted for the crimes he's committed. Why is Trump even running for president? He's running for president so that he can avoid prosecution. That's the reason. I mean, think about it. If he gets elected president again, what conviction, what county conviction is going to be able to serve a warrant inside of that White House or get past his Secret Service or maybe the Department of Defense? 
there's no telling what happens if he becomes president again. But I guarantee you this, he will not lead as a president. He will lead as a dictator, all right? Um, hell of a thing. We got more on the other side. The bullpen is next. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, he's back. Shelly Winter, host of the Shelly Winter Show, 95.5 WSB, conservative talk. Good day, sir. Welcome. How are you doing, my brother? Good to see you. Good to see you too, my brother. Always good to see you. Not good to talk to you most of the time. It was good yeah, to just, see you. Though. Just good to see you. That's, that's it. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe give right. you a pound or something. That's it. That's right. The bro <laughs> hug. All right, right. So this has been a fascinating, I guess, journey in presidential politics. Because normally the vice presidential pick is a really, really big deal as far as you know making someone stand out. Um, even inside of their own party. Trump is a different type of character. It, to me, it really doesn't matter who he chooses as a vice president to pick as far as his popularity inside of the party. But maybe, possibly, just a little bit of the middle may be impacted by this VP pick. But I don't think he can pick a VP that hurts him um, at, like other people can. So we could talk about that. Who do you think is the front runner? And what do you believe Donald Trump is considering as it relates to a vice presidential running mate for presidency. You know, um, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know what he's thinking. And it's to your point that you just made a couple seconds ago, he's a different kind of candidate. Um, and to your point, which is a great point, in this case, it's not like he's the first time he picked Pence to 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 bring in the the establishment, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to have a control mechanism there of somebody who knew the system um, and someone that can be a check and balance against him going too far out of the system. And that system is just the Washington system, not the Republican or you know just the Washington system. Now I think he saw the mistake of that pick. Um, meaning in his eyes, the mistake of that pick. So now I have no idea what he's thinking. I wish I could tell you. I know what who I would like to see him pick, and it's totally against what the people on at what who the base loves. I'd love to see him pick a Nikki Haley. Um, only whoa, because whoa, wait a minute, yeah, sir. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Man, you, can't, point, you can't say that in some circles, brother. The no, kind of I know. you run in. Right. I, I'm telling you, you're right. I, and but it's to your point. You can't make a bad pick, and it's not. It's not a pick that's going to hurt you, except for that one. But that one helps right. you, right? But that one helps you more than it hurts you because the base is not going anywhere. And I've said this to his people uh, umpteen times. I've said it on my show many times. The base is not going anywhere. He's admitted the base is not going anywhere back in 2016. So you don't have to talk to the 40% that's there. Now you have to talk to that 50, 60%, maybe that, not 50, 60, but maybe that 25, 30% in the middle, particularly suburban moms, particularly soccer moms. And I think a Nikki Haley pick gives him that, uh, that kind of calming influence that if it's, if it's possible, you know what I mean? I'm speaking hypothetically, but I I would like to see her, but I I have no idea what he's thinking. I'm, I certainly hope he's not thinking of a Tucker Carlson, which I've heard bandied about. Um, cause I may disappear from the, from the, uh, from the roles and go vote for, you know, you know, Cornell West just to make a point. But let me um, say this, uh, uh, to your, 
um, point about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley polls in a very unique way. So let's take New Hampshire, for example. 41% of people that voted for her, now these are allegedly conservatives, right? So 41% of those individuals who in question, this was the during the exit polling. Um, hey, listen, if Nikki Haley doesn't get it, Trump becomes the nominee, do you vote for Trump? 41% of them said no, we don't vote for Trump. Like, right. damn, 41%, that's yeah. high. Now, once again, that's not a prediction, that's just a snapshot. But that snapshot is really telling. And then the other part of this, the only positive number, and I, I look at polling data every single day now. The only positive number that I've seen Biden trend in is with suburban moms. That's yep. the only area he's actually increasing in and Donald Trump is decreasing in. Mm -hmm. Trump is starting to increase with young voters. He's starting to increase with minority voters. This is based on polling data, mm -hmm. but he's going the opposite direction with suburban moms. So you're saying that a Nikki Haley may help stop the bleeding with that very consistent, very important voter base. Now, here's the other side of that. You have a guy who has put in his application and I think he signed the application when he decided to do this. Here it is. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't see it. Look, so that's, that's your guy. Uh that's uh the good senator um Tim Scott. What was he on a, a, a moped? He was on a moped, then he was riding the rope at one time. He likes Ryan things. Okay. And so, so Senator that's Scott, a, that's, I saw what no, you did there. No, brother, no, no, brother. That's your mind in the gutter, brother. I'm just saying what the brother been doing. So, so Tim. That's Scott, a good one, by the way. No, no, brother. I'm just saying what what he keeps doing to, to try to get on TV. So Tim Scott is obviously in the, I guess, at least in his mind, he's in the running to be a, a VP pick. The way he did his campaign, ironically was probably the most positive campaign out of every Republican who was running for president. Um, when you look at his tone, I, I disagree with most of what he said, all right? Mm -hmm. But his tone was a very different kind of tone. If they're looking for an apologist for Trump, he would actually be an effective apologist in that, in that particular scenario. Does he appeal to black voters? No. Does he appeal to young voters? No. Does he appeal to suburban moms? No. He doesn't do any of that. I but think you. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. But but no, I'll just make this last point. But Trump, I don't think he's going to make a decision based on the polling data. Mm -hmm. What say you? Uh, I, that's why I said it's impossible to just to see the future who his pick would be. Um, I thought Tim Scott was ran a perfect campaign for another time in our history. Yeah. Um, it, it just the, the world, the country, the right, whatever you want to call it, the country, they're not looking for Mr. Nice Guy. Not even Biden is running as Mr. Nice Guy. Um, so I, I I think that that hurts, that hurt him in the primary because it was just too nice. Uh, I, I don't think he's a good pick for Donald Trump because you need someone that can go out there and fight, not someone that fights nicely. Nikki Haley can get out there on the campaign trail with her guns blazing. Because um, we saw it in the primary, right? We saw her defend herself against Vivek. We saw her defend herself against Trump attacks in New Hampshire. So she can, she's a fighter. Tim Scott is yeah, just a but, nice guy. Yeah, but, he's a nice but, guy. All right, so, so let's I talk about. So Nikki I don't Haley. think I don't think I don't think Tim Scott um, is the pick.
Yeah. And I and I will tell you this, I said this on my show that when he endorsed Donald Trump, I was disappointed in him because Nikki Haley was the one who got him in that gave slot. him the job. Gave him the job. He ran for re-election. And I yeah. thought I and I see loyalty has got to mean something. It's Come got on, to man. mean something. And I, I hammered him on my show about that when he when he decided to endorse Let, Trump. Let's go down this rabbit hole quickly before time runs out. I said the same thing, right? The man became a US senator because she stuck her neck out on the line. She appointed him. He's still a black male, regardless of his conservative roots. She's in South Carolina. There are plenty of- And she had of just taken down the flag. That's right, she had just taken down the flag. She's in South Carolina. All of the sons of the Confederate, etc. those groups that are similarly situated were all saying off with her head. They were against her politically. You need that voting base in South Carolina inside of Republican primaries. She put a neck out on the line for Tim Scott, made him a US senator. He did a good enough job for Republicans to keep him, all right, for, for their particular brand of politics. And then he turns around. I'm, here's the thing, brother. He doesn't just endorse Donald Trump, right? And, and keep in mind, you don't even have to endorse Trump because nope. Trump is so far ahead. Right. Your endorsement doesn't right. sway the needle. So right. why was it necessary for him to endorse Donald Trump and kind of counter endorse Nikki Haley? Explain I this to me. I, I can't. I, I I hammered him on it. Let me tell you what I would have done if I were him. I would have gone to Nikki Haley and said, "Look, I'm not going to say anything until everything has run its course." Now, to your point, your endorsement early or late means nothing. It's not right. like you were bringing over your supporters. Your supporters were already made a decision because you dropped out so early. That's so right. it, it's just you know I I thought it was it was just bad. I didn't like it. I like Tim Scott. I'm a huge fan of Tim Scott. But on that endorsement, I did not agree. Not that it was an endorsement of Trump. Was that you openly right before New Hampshire came out in support of of Trump uh, while Nikki Haley was still running against her? I believe that was the timing. Even if yeah. it wasn't the timing, even if it was after the votes were counted in New Hampshire, you did it right before South Carolina, where you both are from South Carolina. So yeah. I, I and and I think you make a great point. Your endorsement meant nothing. You didn't swing right. the needle one way or the other. You could have stayed on the sidelines and just chilled. Um, and even Trump made a joke about it, but it was I wouldn't have accepted it. You know, he said, "Wow, you must really dislike that lady," alluding to what we just talked about. Yep. I would never have gone out there and endorsed someone if he was going to take a shot at me on stage. I'd have walked off the stage right there, going on, on television. Go ahead and say he's not I'm a leader my like that. Yeah, but that's, Tim Scott that's, is not a leader like that, and man. that and there begs the problem. He now he has some done some good things. You know, he fought very hard for criminal justice reform. I know we and you disagree. I, I think he fought very hard to tank it. No, I don't think he did at all. I think he uh, SBA loans. He did a lot on that with the uh, Ashley Bell. He did. He did, Bell. He did he some. That's that. right. With, I was he did a lot with Ashley Bell. With Ashley Bell, he did a lot on that. And so he's running. He's done some. He's done some good. He's done some good work in the U.S. Senate, particularly vis-a-vis uh, -vis our people specifically. Not saying that this is for black people, but it did impact us, and, okay. and I and I, I applaud him for that. But this Let, was bad. This was bad business. Let's go outside of the context of of um, Tim Scott and talk about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, who has She's gaffed multiple times. All right, She's so that, that's the number one complaint that Trump supporters have about her, as far as people that call my show, mm -hmm. uh, my radio show. Uh, they don't like her because she's pro-war. Uh, they also don't like her because she has been inconsistent with her messaging in reference to the Confederacy, racism, etc. Now, we've seen these gaps, right? Now, the, the most recent one, um, she said, okay, Texas, 
they can secede from the union. Then she says this in front of a conservative audience and she goes on CNN. She says, you know what? They actually don't have the right to do so via the Constitution. I read the case law, I read the Constitution, I read the state ratification they tried to pass. It's very simple. They do not have the right to secede. They do not have the right to enter into a compact in order to secede from the union or from the country. So she did walk it back and say, because of the Constitution, they cannot do this. When you have individuals like this running for president, where they stand on these types of issues become paramount, dear brother. And so if you are vice president, you are one heartbeat away from being in charge of the entire nation. Now, right. does that thought scare you with a Nikki Haley or not? No, what scares me more than that is her warmongering. But I also understand the nature of politics and winning a tight election. And by all accounts, you said you followed the polling. The polling is very tight. The polling has a, a dead heat for the race between Biden and Trump. And so Kamala Harris hasn't dragged down Joe Biden in many ways. So Nikki Haley wouldn't drag down a Trump. But so, Haley does better than Trump in many of the state to state so, polls. No, that's what I'm saying. So she helps him in, you know, in a large in a large way to your point, what you're asking me, but mm -hmm. I don't like her. That that secession question doesn't bother me as much as the okay. question of uh, her McCainism in bomb bombing everybody that seems to be a purported uh, enemy. Um, and she's too tied to the military industrial complex. She's a federal contractor with them. Uh, yeah. That was that's what she was doing. So those are the problems that the base has. The the succession question with Texas. You know, the answer to that question is no. Texas shouldn't succeed. Succeed. Excuse me. Um, what should happen is vote for me, Nikki Haley, and I'll make sure the um, the the the, op, the 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 problems don't exist that where Texas even wants to leave the union. Um, that's the answer to that question. That's the answer to that question from any. But she doesn't. Know, she doesn't know how to do that, brother. No, she's, she's gapped at that so many damn yeah, times. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. The only time I see her on CNN is to correct something she said on Fox News. Well, that's the only time they'll bring her on. You damn right. <laughs> same here. That'd be the exact yeah. same if I was on yeah. the show. So I mean, okay. I, I, but I just think Nikki Haley gives Trump the best opportunity because she brings in suburban moms. Um, but she brings them in for a wrong reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the I think everybody, anybody who becomes Trump's vice president, I need them to call Mike Pence first. Yeah, it's a very good. That's a powerful statement to make. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's got to pick somebody, and someone's got to sign up for it. So it's really, I guess, the real question: Do they have to though? That's the that's what I was getting ready to say. The you real know, the question, Constitution is kind of that's right. well. You the know question, what I mean? the, the real question is, what type of person does agree to that position? Because they're only going to do four years, right? Because he's he can't run again after four. So does that type well, of person? You think Trump is, is thinking about running or just staying? No, that's come on, man. Let's not See, go down that believe, the no, no, Nobody believes. No, oh, no, 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 he did not try. Come I on, come on. Rashad, we had a great conversation going. Come on, man. You really man. think this man is going to just be like, all right, yeah. guys, I got to go. Turn After limit, turns you know? up. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do that. Yeah, absolutely. He's gonna, come on, don't take it. Any, we had a good conversation going, my brother. See, there you go barber shopping on me. All right, we out of time, brother. But we'll have that discussion. I love you back, brother. I was good to see you. Talk to All you right. later. Peace. Talk to you later. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.